Would you turn to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter? 1 Corinthians, chapter 2. Y'all can go. But stay on ready. (laughs) 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. We're doing something a little different tonight. And I want you to uh, stay awake and be ready with your faith. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter and the fourth verse. He said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. He said, uh, I, didn't, I didn't depend on myself to talk you into it. But what? But in demonstration of the Spirit. That's not something Paul did. And of power. Somebody say power. How many like the sound of this? Demonstration. Of the Spirit and power. Say that out loud. Demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Say it again. Demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That's something the Spirit of God manifested, uh, showed, demonstrated. And it was in power. And that's not something Paul did. Paul did some things, but then the Holy Ghost did some things. He he is he works with us, we work with him. We are laborers together with the Lord. He's the the one called our helper, capital H. Right? And this is how he does. You know the Bible said uh, after the uh, the Lord was crucified and and ascended on high, that they went forth and preached the word everywhere, and the Spirit of God confirmed the word with signs following. Well, signs following sounds like power. Sounds like demonstration, don't it? He's always done it that way, and he has not changed in 2010. And he does it the same way in every part of the world, every language, every culture, everybody. There is the word proclaimed, the word taught, and if it is believed and responded to, there is the response of the demonstration of the Spirit of God and power. Somebody say, I believe it. Now the next verse, tell me what that says. Next verse says what? Now let's back up to verse 4 again to keep it in thought. He said, my my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's man's wisdom, but it was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power so that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men. That they didn't just leave and go, isn't Paul amazing? Isn't he have a brilliant mind? You know that people want to talk to me about, I use those same words. You know, uh, one fellow one time, bless his heart, he said, uh, wasn't, what, wasn't David brilliant, talking about King David, the Psalms that he wrote and the things that he came, wasn't he brilliant? Wasn't he, a, didn't he have an amazing mind? And I'm, I said, uh, I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> he looked at me like I slapped him. But it wasn't. I'm not saying he was a dumb man. I know what the anointing will do for you. It'll make you smart. It'll make you bright. But this is beyond David's brain and his mind and his smarts. This is the Spirit of God bringing revelation. This is the anointing bringing life. We should not just be impressed with David. Just be impressed with... I've had people tell me the same thing. Isn't the Pauline revelation spectacular? How did he come up with it? He didn't. He didn't. 
God gave it through him. And our faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. We should have faith. We should have faith. Put that scripture back up, verse 5. We should have faith, what? That our faith should stand in the power of God. Somebody say that loud. My faith stands in the power of God. Say it out loud. I have faith. I believe in the power of God. Glory to God. That's what we're talking about tonight. The power of God. Now, the scripture said in the last days, one of the things that would happen would be there would be those that would have a form of godliness. But what what would they do? They would deny the power. They believe in God. They believe in the Bible. They believe in a lot of stuff. But if you start talking about power, they think, ooh, that's spooky. What kind of power are you talking about? Power? And yet the Bible said, you shall receive Power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. What's going to be a witness? Not just how pretty you are. Power. 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 Oh, I'm liable to preach tonight. Power. 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 Man, if you can't get excited about Holy Ghost power, what what are you going to get excited about? Say it again. I have faith. I do have faith in the power of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, I'm preaching at home. I can tell. This is a believing bunch. Huh? <clears throat> Go back to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Were you there in? 1 Corinthians 2, just over to the 12th chapter. Now, I have it on my heart to speak specifically about this power in a couple of areas. Now, the power of God, I mean, how broad is that? It's the power that created the stars and the planets and the universe. It's the power that holds everything together, the force of gravity, the rotation of the planets. I mean, it's the power that uh, moves the oceans and and keeps the uh, the foundation of the mountains. It's the, what, what's the power of God? Well, you are here because of the power of God. You, you just took another breath because of the power of God. So it's a very, very big subject. But I, we want to talk about it relative to two specific areas that you'll see right here. And we need to differ a little bit. First uh, Corinthians, <clears throat> the 12th chapter. And about down in the end of the chapter, about verse 27, says, You are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles. Everybody say miracles. 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 Now this is the... uh, The same word is that word power. And uh, the the next one says, then gifts of healings. So there, there is a distinction made between miracles and healings. And we're going to talk about that tonight because we need to know about it. Because tonight is miracle and healing night. Don't you doubt it. Somebody say miracle. Miracle. And healing. And healing. Tonight. Tonight. Glory. Are you watching by the internet? You too. You're just as hooked. If you'll believe it. As if you're in the building. Now if you've got somebody around there. That needs a miracle. Needs a healing. Grab them. Call them. Get them in front of the computer. Or get them in the room. 
Somebody say miracles. Miracles. And healings. healings. Now you just told me you had faith. In the power of God. What can the power of God do? Among the myriad of things the power of God can do. It works miracles. And it heals. Do you have faith that the power of God can work a miracle? In in, in our time. Now in our life and our generation. The power of God can work a miracle. In a man or a woman or a child. And that also the power of God can heal. Can heal. A man, a woman, a child. Say it again. I have faith. In the power of God. This is good news. I said this is good news. Now there's a lot of people that don't understand this. And and question it. And it just sounds too far fetched to them. It sounds like a fairy tale. It sounds like superstition. And uh, they, uh, you know, think that people just make up some of this stuff. You know, you heard about this lady that, that Phyllis just read about. Wasn't that marvelous? Isn't that marvelous? MS supposedly cannot be healed of, cannot be cured. And now they can't even find the lesions that were there. Glory. Glory. What did that? What did that? That was the miraculous and our healing power of God. Well, if God made the brain, why couldn't He cause the lesion to go away? If He made the brain, why couldn't He recreate some brain, new brain tissue? Why couldn't He? Is it true that all things are possible with God? And all things are possible to him or her that believes. Glory. Well, there are two big things that you need to know relative to healing and miracles today. Number one, can God heal? You, you need to not just mentally assent to that. You need to know it. You need to be full of faith about it. Is God real? And can he heal? I'm linking that together in one thing. You know, If you don't believe God's real, then you don't believe that anybody's going to be doing any healing. But is he real? Do you believe he's real? Yes, you probably wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't. But he is. Yes, sir. I said he is. Yes, sir. And he, he, he can heal. Amen. You know, uh, what was it, uh, Exodus? You don't have to turn there. But Exodus 15, 26, just the last part of it. He said, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Somebody say it out loud. He is, he is the, Lord the Lord that heals me. He heals me. This is one of these great I am redemptive names. This Moses, when he... Uh, uh, met God at the burning bush. He said, who will I say has sent me? He said, you tell them I am sent you. I am. You am what? He am so big. You can't say it all in one phrase. Huh? He am so big. You can't put it all in one verse. So he just says, I am. <clears throat> well, he am Everything that you'll ever need. And one of the things that he am. Is he said I am. Nobody has a right to change that to he was. Or used to be. No the great I am. Will always be. I am. And he said I am the Lord. That heals you. Oh glory to God. I am The Lord that heals you. Is he? Yes he is. Does he exist? He said I am. I am. Can he heal you? He said I am the Lord. That heals you. Glory. 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 
We'll tap into some of this power before I get a chance to explain it to you. Suit me just fine. You know, sometimes God interrupts his preachers. Don't you? Remember Peter? He's preaching. Holy Ghost fell on him mid-sentence. He was just getting ready to explain something to him. God just saved him and failed him before he could finish. He thought, well, okay. Suit me just fine. Lord, you interrupt me anytime. You are the boss. <clears throat> Psalm 103, put that up. Let's remind ourselves of that. Psalm 103, verse 1, first verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Benefits, plural, plural, more than one benefit, benefits. Verse 3 starts mentioning, he starts listing off some of the top benefits. It's not the whole list here, just some of the top ones. Benefit number one. Who forgives all your iniquities. How many believe that? How many believe that? I mean, there's church going people all over the world believe that. I mean, there are millions of people. They'll jump and shout and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. He forgives all your iniquities. But that ain't the rest of the verse. Do do most people believe that next part? Why not? It's in the same verse. What else does he do? What else does he do? Benefit number two. Who healeth all your diseases. Why wouldn't you believe that he'd heal your disease just like he'd forgive your sin if it's in the same verse? Why wouldn't you believe? Why wouldn't we believe that? Is he real? Can he heal? Yes. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Say it again. Glory to God. I have faith. In the power of God. God. Say it again. I have faith. faith. In the power of God. God. (laughs) 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 I said two big things. You got to get settled. If you're talking about being healed. Or being having a miracle by the power of God. Number one, you got to believe God can. You got to believe He can do it. If He's God, if He's the Almighty, if He's real, certainly if He create everything that we see, He can do whatever we're thinking about. Right? Can He do it? Can He do it? Then no matter what might be your issue, your problem, your challenge, God can do it. He can fix it. Can he or not? I don't care how far gone it is. I don't care if if 12 of the best doctors in the world said that there's no hope and it couldn't be fixed. They're just telling you all they know. Right? Right? Maybe they can't. They they should say we can't fix it. We don't know how. We thank God for them, but they're men and women just like us. They, They don't know everything. But what man cannot do. Doesn't mean God can't do it. Amen. Right? Yes, sir. Just because I can't do it or you can't do it doesn't mean He can't do it. Can He do it? Yes. No matter what's wrong in your body, no matter what's been wrong with your mind, no matter what's been wrong, can God fix it? Yes. Can He change it? Yes. yes, He can. Do you believe He can? Come on, I want to hear. Yes. Not just mental agreement. You believe you have faith in the power of God that it doesn't matter what it is. God can fix this. Somebody tell me out loud. Say, God can fix this. 
It doesn't matter what it is. God can fix this. What if you needed a miracle in your finances? What if your finances are so messed up, so far in debt, so entangled, made so many mistakes, messed everything up so bad? Huh? That you can't see any way, and none of your friends and your banker and nobody can see any way. Tell me, help me out. God can fix it. God, oh yes! God can fix it. He can woo, 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 and people go, wow, how did that happen? Never thought of that. Never imagined the biggest experts in the land will just go, wow. Never thought of that. Never thought of that. Help me out. Tell me, tell me. God can fix it. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. That's number one. <laughs> Excuse me. Number one thing you got to know. Got to be established in. Can't be wondering. Can't be wavering about. Can't be asking questions. You got to know. God can fix this. He's more than enough. Number two, Willie. That's a big one. There's a whole lot of church going uh, people and people that love the Lord. They, 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 they do believe He could. But uh, <clears throat> they're just not sure if it's his will. This is the big one. If it's his will. If it's his will. Go to Luke, please. <clears throat> if you have a, a question about God, about his will, about the Bible, you know where you ought to go to get it answered? Huh? You ought to go to the Bible. Shouldn't you? Luke 5. And if it's answered in the Bible, should you then take that as your answer? And quit wrestling with it? Quit asking everybody what they think? Luke 5. Luke 5 and verse 12. It came to pass when Jesus was in a certain city. Behold a man full of leprosy. Who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him saying Lord. If you will. You can. Make me clean. He had one. Didn't he? We said there's two things you got to have. Y'all with me tonight? Two things you got to have for what? To see some miracles. To see some healings. Some demonstration of the spirit and power. Anybody interested in this? Two things you got you to gotta have faith in. You got to be settled in. Number one. Can God do it? You got to believe He can. Everybody say it out loud again. God can fix this. Doesn't matter. He can fix it. What's number two? Will He? Will He? Is it His will? That's what. Isn't that exactly what this man is asking right here? What did He say? He He, he sought Jesus out. He's leprous. That's a death sentence. This is considered an incurable. Terminal disease. There is no help. There is no hope. And yet. He finds Jesus. Doesn't he? And he says. If you will. I know you can. I know you can. I know you can fix this. Isn't that what he's saying? He's leprous. His skin is sloughing off maybe on his face. He's got no feeling in 30, 40, 60% of his body. He's in an awful, awful shape. 
the, the walking dead, they called them. And yet, this man, never been to seminary, hadn't got a Bible, but he heard some things. He heard some things, and it struck his heart, and he believed it. And he went and found him some Jesus. And he said, Jesus, I know you can fix this. Nobody else can fix this. The doctors can't fix this. My kin folks, nobody can. But I believe you can fix this if you will. He didn't know if it was his will. That's where 75% of the church world is right now. Or more. Well, Wish we could find out the answer. Because it sure is a big question. Huh? Read on, you say. Huh? Man. Man, at the doctrines that would have been fixed if somebody would just read the next verse. <laughs> Worldwide. The teachings that would have been radically changed if folks would have just read, read the next verse. What's the next verse? Jesus said, I'm going to have to think about this. You know, leprosy is a bad deal. He didn't look at him and say, you know, this is complicated. If I heal you, it might start something. <coughs> might set a precedent. You know, I can't heal you and everybody expect to be healed. Exactly. I said exactly. Come on, come on, read this. Does this do anything for you? Jesus? I guess the man's still half talking or still, you know, Jesus reaching out his hand. Jesus reaching out his hand while the man's asking the question, will you? He reached out his hand and he touched him. Yes, hallelujah. And while he's, I mean, the man's leprous, nobody wants to touch him, but Jesus touched him. And he said, he said, the great I am who never changes the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I will, I will be clean. Is he not? The express image of the glory of the Father. Is he not God manifested in the flesh walking among men? Is it not true that everything he did was a revelation of God himself and the unchanging will of God for all men for all time? He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So can we take it when he says, I will, we're hearing the Father say, I will. Does God change? Never. Is he a respecter of persons? No. Then why shouldn't it be changed? Excuse me. Why shouldn't it be settled for us? What are we saying? That if you were there and you said, Lord, I know you can fix this if you will, he would have told you something different. Sir. Yeah, but if a few years pass and you ask him, he'll tell you something different. No. That would mean he changed. That's right. Yeah, but if you, you're a different person and he might tell you something, no, that'd be being a respecter of persons. That's right. How many believe this word? Yes, Red letters. Red letters, yes. Huh? Is it the word of God yes. that heaven and earth will pass away, but this word will never pass away? Jesus said. I will. I will. I will. There is a fog of confusion over the church 
men and women with degrees and writing books. And there is this barbed wire entanglement of all the reasons why it's passed away. And God may not heal today and he may not be his will to heal you. And maybe he's trying to teach you something and all this. Friend, you need to let this word of God cut like the two-edged sword that it is. Let it cut through the junk. Let it cut through the lies. Let it cut through the ignorance, the darkness, the confusion. And all you need to hear is, I will, I will, I will be clean. Woo! Be clean. And tell me what happened. Read the rest of that verse. What happened when he said that? He reached out. He touched him with his hand. He said, I will be clean. Tell me what happened. What happened? What happened? And immediately the leprosy departed from him. I mean, it jumped off of him. It jumped out of him and got away from him, left him. And it didn't take it a long time. Immediately. Immediately. Was there some power when Jesus reached out and said, I will. I will. Is there power in the revealed will of God? What do you think that did to that man's faith when Jesus reached out, socked his hand on his head and said, I will. All doubt was gone. All doubt left him, and as the doubt left him, the leprosy left him. (laughs) Could it be true that if believers, men and women who love the Lord and born again all over the planet, if they could get that question settled and answered, if they could get it settled, if it's his will, if it's his will, if they could get it settled, yes, it's his will, that they could receive like this too. They could be healed like this too. It is true. Yes, sir. Amen. I said it is true. Now this is a miracle. It happened like that. Right? He's leprous and it all left him. And now he's not. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Somebody say Miracle. Say it again. Miracle. 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 Glory to God. Go with me over to uh, Mark the 6th chapter. Actually, uh, hold that place. And find Matthew 13 at the same time. These are uh, two different accounts of the same happening. Matthew's account, Mark's account of the same situation. Matthew 13 we'll read first. Say it again, I believe. I I have faith in the power of God. Now go ahead and say this too. I believe he can. I believe he can. And I believe it's his will. And I believe it's his will. Friend, if you really believe those two things, you are at the door ready to receive. <clears throat> the hindrance, those are the two big hindrances of people's faith for miracle and healings. It's not believing that God's real, not believing that he can, number one. And then number two, not believing that it's his will and all, there's all different forms of, of darkness and confusion to trip people up about that. But it's real simple. It is his will yes. for all yes. to be healed. Yes. Now, <clears throat> I've had people look at me in defiance and go, well, if it's his will for all to be healed, they'd be healed. I said, well, if it's his will for all to be saved, they'll be saved. They go, uh, uh, well, no, you have to believe. I said, yeah, right. (laughs) You have to believe. 
Just because something's the will of God doesn't mean it just happens automatically. What God has provided by grace must be received by faith. That's with everything. The new birth, forgiveness, and healing and miracles. And uh, the reason we're camping on this tonight, we're talking about it, is because we're feeding our faith. We're feeding our faith for miracles and healings. And it's not just going to stop tonight. We're going to feed it. Then we're going to feed it again. Then we're going to feed it. We're going to feed it again. And we're going to have more miracles and more healings than we've ever had around this place. Do you believe it? Hey! And we'll shout about them. And we'll praise God about them. And we'll read all the testimonies. And we'll tell everybody. And we'll glorify God. And shame the devil. We tell everybody how he wasn't big enough to keep them down. (laughs) 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 Glory to God. Matthew 13. Glad I came tonight. Jesus got up and read some scripture. <clears throat> People didn't like it. <laughs> he, uh, he read, you know, it was apparently his practice to, to turn to Isaiah and read the scripture and say, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. He's anointed me to proclaim the gospel, the good news. He's anointed me. To open the eyes of the blind. Set at liberty them that are bruised. Preach deliverance to the captive. Right? And he'd talk about, and and then he'd say, it's on tonight. (laughs) Today, this scripture is happening. It's fulfilled in your ears. It's fulfilled in front of your eyes. It's happening. Not everybody liked that. These people didn't like it. They thought, well, we've been reading that scripture for years. What do you mean now? What do you mean it's happening now? Right now? Who does he think he is? Saying he's anointed. Saying it's happening now. And they, the Bible said they were offended at him. Verse 57, they were offended in him. And Jesus said to him, a prophet's not without honor, save or except in his own country and in his own house. He said, other places will respect me and will have miracles, but not here. Verse 58, and he what? He what? He did not. Many mighty works. Now this is that same word. For miracle. The word for miracle. Is the word. You've heard it before probably. It's the word dunamis. Or dunamis. Depending on who you read after. But it's the word we get our word dynamite. From. And it's because it describes. Mighty power. Mighty power. What is a miracle? A miracle is a manifestation of God's mighty power. You believe in miracles? Then you believe in the power of God. You just got through saying you had faith in the power of God. That means you believe in miracles. Because that's what a miracle is. A miracle is a manifestation of the mighty 
power of God. In fact, the same word translated miracle, many places is translated mighty works or mighty power. Mighty. Somebody say mighty. 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 What's mighty? Well, it ain't weak. Right? Mighty is not wimpy. It's the opposite of wimpy. What's mighty? Mighty is is great power. The Bible distinguishes between miracles and healings. It's part of what we're talking about right now. What what is a, a, a miracle? A miracle is a manifestation of mighty power. In fact, let's look here. It said he he did not many mighty works. Why? Because of their unbelief. So faith is required if you're going to have miracles. Faith is not optional. You must have faith. If you're talking about healing by the power of God, you must have faith. If you're talking about having a miracle in your life, you must have faith. You know, there are people that want to argue about this. Now, I've had people write us and call us and say, you know, well, prove to me anybody ever got healed. That's not my job. And people have the idea, well, if if I'd see a miracle, you know, then I'd believe. No, that's not guaranteed at all. The Bible said concerning Jesus, and I'm quoting, though, though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed him not. Seeing miracles will not give you faith. You still have to choose whether you're going to believe or not. No. Faith doesn't come by seeing. Faith comes by hearing. And when you hear something, then you choose to whether you believe it or not. It's your choice. But people say, well, you know, we don't believe in all that. We don't believe in all that hocus pocus, laying on the hands and hollering and people supposedly getting healed. And I don't believe in all that. Well, if it was real and if it was by faith, then that would explain why they never see it. Because they have no faith in it. Come on, did you get that now? Well, I'll never see it. Exactly. You don't believe it? You're not going to be bothered with it. I said if it was real, and it was by faith, then it would explain why all these unbelievers have none of it. Right? But we do have it. I said we do have it. Every service you hear them standing up here reading testimonies. What was that that healed? What was that that delivered? What was that that protected? That was the mighty power of God. That was the healing power of God. And we believe in it. I said we believe in it. And we're going to keep on believing in it. And we just go somewhere and say, I wish y'all would tone down some of Well, you said the wrong thing. We we ain't toning down. We coming up. We cranking it up. We want to have greater faith in the power of God. We want to see more miracles, more healings, more. Because this is the will of God. And it gives glory to God. And it meets the needs of the people. How many understand? There's some things nothing else will fix except a miracle. That's it. This this church itself, we're at a juncture. We've talked to you about vision. We're at a juncture. We're ready to take some steps. We're ready to do some things. And it's going to take some great big old miracles for it to happen. So isn't it handy that we believe in them? (laughs) Isn't it good that we we believe in miracles? We've had some and we're going to have some more. In fact, We haven't yet seen the greatest miracles of our life and our time. The greatest miracles we're about to see. We're about to see. Say it again. I have faith. I have faith in the power of God. I'm glad you do. 
I'm glad to be a part of a bunch that believes in faith. In the power of God. Go to uh, the, uh, your other place you're holding. Mark 6. Because in this place there is a di- differentiation made. In exactly what we're talking about. This is Mark's account of what happened when Jesus stood up and he proclaimed the word. And people were offended in him and they didn't receive it. And didn't say he just decided not to do any mighty work. Said he, he could not. In Mark. Mark 6. And verse 4, Mark 6, well, let me back up to the first of the chapter. Let's just read it from verse 1. He, he went out from there, Jesus did, and he came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished. And they said, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this? It's given to him that even such mighty works. I'm going to say mighty works. Mighty works. Mighty works. Are wrought by his hands. That's that same word. For miracles. Mighty works. I'm going to say mighty works. Mighty works. works Is a demonstration. A manifestation. Of the mighty power of God. That's when miracles happen. Mighty power. They said, isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Offended at him. Oh, how sad. I said, how sad. When they've got, they're on the verge of mighty power being manifested in their midst. It It was right there. And yet they got offended at him. Who, who is this? Who, who does he think he is, they're saying? And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And what did the next verse say? And what? <clears throat> and what? He could there. Do no mighty work. Does that mean he couldn't? He could there do no mighty work. Does that mean Jesus couldn't do any mighty works there? Huh? It says he couldn't. He could there do no mighty work. Does that mean he couldn't? He couldn't do it. That's what it says. He couldn't do it. And yet... Except that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk. And here's the differentiation. And what? Healed Healed them. That's a different word from the word mighty work. They didn't have any miracles. They did have a few healings. Look up the word. You'll see what we're talking about. It's the same word translated miracle. And, he, and the reason they didn't have them is not because he didn't want to. Not because he got offended. They got offended. He didn't get upset and offended and go, well, that's all right. No, I'm not going to do any miracles now. Now you done made me mad. <laughs> you don't talk to me like that. I'm not going to do any miracles. No. They're the ones that got offended, not him. But because of their unbelief, we read Matthew's account, said, you know, well, here too. He marveled because of what? Their unbelief. And what do you do when people are full of unbelief? Well, they need to hear the word. Right? It's the word by by hearing you get faith. So he went around about teaching. Because they needed it. If you want miracles and you want healings. What do you need? Faith. Faith. Faith that comes from hearing the word. Can you see that one level of faith, you can get some healings. And the word healing here, if you look it up, it's the word for weak or infirm. The implication is not seriously ill. 
But what didn't they have? Miracles. Somebody say miracles. The Bible differentiates between miracles and healings. So which one you want? Both. Both. We want both. We want to have faith for both. Right? But we need to see what was it that held, uh, held off the miracles. Kept them from happening. It was a lack of faith. It was unbelief. Y'all are quiet. Am I reading the scripture here or not? Yeah. They did get some healings. But they didn't get the mighty work. What would be a mighty work? Well, we already saw one. A man full of leprosy. And just like that, the leprosy is gone. Now, let's go further. Go to John. The uh, fourth chapter, John 4, say it again, I have faith faith. in the power of God. God. Say it again, I have faith. In the power of God. God. You there in John, what is it, four? Before you read that, let me just give you another example or two before we move to the next part here of a miracle. The Bible said in uh, Mark 5 and 29, you don't have to turn there, but it said the woman with the issue of blood that reached through and touched his clothes. It said straightway the fountain of her blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed. Straightway means what? Immediately. Right now the hemorrhage stopped and she knew she was healed. Is that a mighty work? Is that? That's a miracle. Can you see that? And the next verse, verse 30 said, And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue... That is the word for miracle working power. That is the word dunamis. He knew that miracle working power had gone out of him. Glory to God. And this miracle working power healed her hemorrhage immediately, in a moment. And just like that, as soon as that she knew she was, not, not getting healed, she was healed. Somebody say miracle, miracle. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. That's mighty power. A little power could have brought an improvement. But this ain't an improvement. This is mighty power. Mighty power means you look and there it is. You look back, it's done. Somebody say mighty power, mighty power. Miracle power. Now, here's another example of a miracle. The man laid at the gate beautiful. Remember that? He was born, uh, deformed, whatever, in his feet, in his legs, never had walked. He was an adult man, had never taken a step his whole life. And you remember when Peter and John saw him? And they said, in the name of Jesus, get up, walk. And uh, it didn't say they got five people that helped him up. And in four weeks time he felt better. What? What? He leaping. Man's never taken a step in his life. He leaped. And he walked and he ran. And he jumped. Somebody say mighty power. Mighty power. Mighty power. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. Miracle. Miracle, And the Bible says so in Acts 4.22. He said the man was about 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing uh, uh, was showed. Somebody say miracle, miracle, miracle. Miracle. Do we believe in miracles? 
Are we believing for miracles that we're going to see? So one of the things that's happening here tonight in an increasing fashion, and it's going to continue on, is a bunch of us are going to develop our faith for miracles. I'm talking about this whole bunch in here. Huh? Because there's power in corporate faith. One will put a thousand to flight. Two will put two thousand to flight. Uh Uh-uh. No. No. It's a multiplied effect. Right? And you and I can can learn how. We're going to exercise ourselves. On a regular basis. And we're going to to learn how to stand up. And like one man. Ask God to work miracles. And believe him. To manifest his mighty power. And things will happen here in this room. And things will happen for our kids. And for our youth. And things will happen when people are watching by broadcast. Or on the internet. Things will happen. Things will get fixed that people didn't know how to fix. It will be this way. And then after the prayer, it won't be that way. Miracle, miracle, miracle. And we will give all the glory to God. And we'll give all the praise to Jesus. And it's not a matter of trying to talk him in and pray him in and get him to wanting to do it. It is his will. It is his will. He's just looking. The eyes of the Lord are searching and scanning through the whole planet. He's just looking for somebody that has faith in his power and will ask him and will believe him to do it. And he found some in Branson. Right? He found. We are some. We're going to believe him. We're going to believe him for miracles. And we're going to believe him for healings. Both. Both. Go to John 4. You holding your place there? You know I'm not quite through with the miracle part. Can you take a little more about that? Not quite through. Put up Hebrews 11 on the screen. You don't have to turn there, but Hebrews 11, 11. Because faith comes by hearing. Right? We want our faith to increase for miracles. So that's what we're talking about right now. <clears throat> Bible said through faith. Faith. There it is. Sarah herself received strength. You know what that word strength is? Same word for miracle power. She received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. She couldn't conceive as a young woman or middle-aged woman. Now she's gone through the change of life. So we've got that and we've got whatever was wrong with her. She needed a miracle. Yes, sir. I said she needed a miracle. Yes. And she believed God. And the miracle working power came inside her. Changed her organs. Changed her glands. Changed her blood. I don't know what all. But changed her internally. So that even though she's older. And already gone through the change of life. Miraculously. She's young again. And now able to conceive with no problems and carry that baby full term and deliver that baby with no problems. Somebody say miracle, miracle, miracle. That's a miracle. She received miracle working power inside her body. Well, if God could do that, if he could change her womb, if he could change her glands, her organs, he could change your heart. He could change your kidneys. He could change your lungs. He could change your spinal cord. He could change your brain. Say, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. We don't even have to figure out how it needs to be done. That's his part. He already knows. All we got to do is believe in miracles. 
Just don't let anybody, I don't care how expert they may be, how esteemed they are in their field, how much they're supposed to know about the Bible of God. Don't let anybody rob you of your faith. Telling you why it's not going to happen or why it can't happen now or why it can't happen for you or why it can't happen in this case. Don't let it in your ears. Don't let it in your ears. All you say is all things are possible with God and all things are possible to them that believe. I have faith in the miracle working power of God. I do. I do. And those kind of people will have miracles. And they will see miracles. And all the glory be to God. He'll get glory when miracles are manifest. The works of God glorify God. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Say it again, thank you, Lord. Let me just read these scriptures to you. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power. You know what that word is? Miracle working power that's working in us. So it can be fixed. It can be done. Now in John, just to distinguish and to be clear, not to diminish one over the other, but to remind that we're believing for both, John 4 and verse 52. Singers and players, y'all come on back up. John 4. This is the, the account of the man that came and besought Jesus to uh, heal his son. Verse 49, the nobleman said, Sir, come down ere my child die. Verse 50, Jesus said, Go your way, your son lives. And the man what? Believe. The man did what? Believe. Has he seen anything? No. Has he heard anything no. that would cause him to think his boy would get better? No, no, just, just this word only. But he believed the word that Jesus had spoken to him. And the way you could tell he believed is because he did it. Yes. He turned around and left. He went his way. Yes. With no nothing in his hand, no report from home, nothing that would make him think it had changed. He just believed. Yes. He just believed. Yes. And as he was now going down, his servants met him. This was many hours later. Yes, sir. And they said, your son lives. That's what he heard out of the mouth of Jesus. That's what he believed. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said, yesterday at the seventh hour, he jumped out of bed and said, I'm healed. Uh Uh-uh. No. What happened? The fever left him. And then when the fever left him, he can start getting better. The language of the scripture says he began, what? Began to amend. The fever left him. And the father knew it was the same hour into which Jesus had said to him, your son lives and himself believed and his whole house. Somebody say glory to God. Let me read to you this word amend. Define it because we just want to, you know, people get off when you start talking about the mighty power of God. Then they focus and and think everything has to be instant. And if it's not, what's wrong? No, there are healings too. I said there are healings too. Well, I want mine just instantaneous. Well, you want to be whole and strong. Right? And the word amend basically means to convalesce. Convalesce. What does that mean? It means to make progress toward recovery of health. 
to recover health and strength after illness and weakness. To change for the better. To get better. To grow better. Basically to improve. How many understand it is a miracle in the sense that if you were going down to death's door and nothing could stop you but you prayed, you believed, God touched you and you stopped getting worse. Right? And you begin to get better. And you got better the next day and better the next day and better the next day and you came. That's a healing. I said that's a healing. Will you take a healing? You better believe it. You better believe it. Thank God for healings. I said thank God for healings. And we're going to have healings. I said we're going to have healings. And lots of them. Plenty of them. And we're also going to have miracles. Aren't we? We're going to have both. We're going to believe for both. We're going to shout about both. We're going to give glory to God. For both. Stand on your feet everybody.